Hello and welcome to the Glampshuary podcast, where we talk about the experiential outdoor hospitality industry and glamping. I'm your host, Bobby Marsden. We are now in episode six, which means we're jumping back into Jesse Raisler's story and open air outpost. Last we spoke with Jesse, he was talking about all the wonderful experiences that he's crafted for his guests when they come and stay with him. Now we're gonna take a slight step back in time and Jesse's gonna talk about all the processes and steps and people that he spoke with to make sure his glamshuary was set up legally. There's a lot of ins and outs that go into setting up a business and maybe even more so when you're talking about the outdoor hospitality industry. Jesse will talk about the steps he took, the things he learned along the way, and he'll provide some tips and tricks and suggestions for any would-be Glampshire owners out there who are considering doing the same thing. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy episode six with Jesse Raisler and Open Air Outpost. Hey Jesse, good to see you again. Hey, good to see you, sir. Last we spoke, you uh, had installed some kayaks. Yeah, yeah, it's going great. Um, kayaks are, are set. Um, we just also installed two docks. Uh, there was a, an old aluminum dock there um, where the water is shallow. That's sort of the kayak launch area. We put in a new dock there. Um, we wanted a different feel for what it is and to have a nice patio for seating. And then we also put in a swimming dock off the peninsula part of our property where the water gets much deeper, much quicker. So you could actually jump in and swim there. Whereas where the kayak is, it stays shallow and it's pretty weedy. So got those two new docks in as well. And the, the, the deck is all finished. So yeah, things are coming along really well. Well, it's exciting to hear. Um, you know, once you made the decision to, to open up a commercial property, um, there's certainly a, a legal aspect that it needs to be considered. Um, and that changes oftentimes from city to city, county to county, state to state. Um, so I'm curious, you know, when you decided to make make this an official business offering, what were the first steps you took? Um, who did you reach out to? And what were some of the initial things that you discovered? Yeah, so um, I had a tiny bit of experience with this. Um, the, our current home, we bought as a second property initially, and we had rented that out you know, just we never put it up on Airbnb or anything like that, but just rented it out to people in our network um, before we moved there full time. So I had a little bit of experience. using a site called Logify, um, but also just in research found out, you know, you need certain types of permitting from the county to make it official, um, especially if you're going the Airbnb route. So um, what I had initially found out is that you would want to apply for what's called a tourist rooming house uh, permit in, in our area. Um, so that's where I, I started, um, knowing that we'd have the tiny home. I went that route and the county said, actually, you know what, because of the nature of the structure, it's actually built on a trailer. So you, it's actually more considered like a camper. So they said what we would actually need is a camping ground permit. Um, so that's what we had to do. Um, so we are licensed as a campground. We have one one rental currently, um, but we're licensed to have up to 25 campsites. That's not our intent at all. We want this to be very private. Um, so at most we'd have a couple, um, but just starting with one, but that's, that's the way we had to go. And so through that, we could have, you know, also campsites that are either rustic or what we currently have that tiny home has, you know, septic and water. But if we wanted to do campsites, you know, further back, we could do that. Um, we could also do cabins, they just can't be bigger than 400 square feet. So there are some restrictions that come in when you do a campground versus tourist rooming house. 
but um, it's usually one or the other and the campground is what made sense for what we're doing. Well, it sounds like the the county or who you were talking to was pretty fluid and in, in offering up answers. Did you find the process fairly easy or was were there any complications or or how was that experience for you? Yeah, that part of the process, I think I got really lucky. Like our our um, county representative, our zoning um, our zoning person was just really helpful. Like he, you know, came out and we kind of talked through what our plans were and he advised us and then you know you know there's different permits as you go along of course you need um you know your permit to rent it but prior to that you got to get you know uh for your well your septic like all that stuff and luckily the septic company that i worked with they handled a lot of the permitting because you need that both from the county and the state um so they oversaw a lot of that but then uh, there was no drive. The property was wild. Um, so we put in a driveway. There's a permit for that. Um, there's a permit for most things. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've probably done five or six permits at this point. And thankfully, it was all through that same zoning uh, person who was really helpful. So um, I definitely learned some things and, you know, did one permit that I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to even need that or use it. But the cost for these things are usually like 25 to $50. Then, the campground or, or um, tourist rooming house one is more and that's an annual fee, but, you know, we knew what we needed there. So so that was fine. So I think that part wasn't too bad. I think it was just coordinating all the different contractors that we needed to do all the different things that we needed to make it happen, basically. When you were going through um, the, the zoning process and permitting, do you have any ideas initially before you started to suss that out that that maybe weren't going to be possible or through the permitting zoning process as you learned what could be possible did that inspire you to come up with any ideas that you're going to eventually put into action well i'm kind of working through one of those right now actually um you know as we consider what we're going to do for campsites or glamp sites one thing we're trying to figure out is what we're going to do for you know a bathroom option right for the the campsite folks and so we wanted to put in a shed and we're like oh i wonder if we could just plumb half of that shed and, you know, make that like a shared use facility in terms of, you know, bathroom shower. And that's getting a little bit complex. So that's something I'm trying to navigate right now. So other than that, I think it was it was more straightforward, but just mixed use structures are, are tricky. Um, so I'm still I still don't know exactly what we're going to do there, but we're working on that right now. Well, I'm sure you can figure that out. And then, you know, for other people that are listening to this, is there any advice that you would have for them of, of someone that hasn't broken ground yet? They're just in the ideation phase with their land of maybe what, what they should be thinking about first. You know, if that's contacting a county official just to kind of figure out the lay of the land, pun intended, or, or where would you recommend that somebody start? Yeah, I think I I think that's great. Both talking to the county official, like just call the zoning office and see you get and say, hey, I've just got some big picture ideas, some questions. Um, I think that's a great place to start because just reading, like trying to find out, like clicking through the county website and trying to be like, okay, which permit do I need? It can be it can be a little bit intimidating because there's a lot of permits there, and um, yeah, the language the language is some of it's you know, more legal or zoning language. So that can be tricky. So I think find yourself a good zoning um, inspector that you could lean into and ask those questions to was, I think that was really helpful for us. Well, we appreciate the advice. I'm sure a lot of people that are listening to this also appreciate that. And one thing I'm excited to talk with you about, which we'll do in the next episode is marketing and advertising. 
which can be a very daunting thing. And, and you have an extensive background in it and you've done documentaries, uh, shows about this very topic when it comes to outdoor hospitality. So I'm very excited to just hear, you know, how you took all those skill sets that you've been acquiring over the years and now you're able to apply it to your own business, which I have to imagine is pretty exciting. Yeah, that was, that's the fun part. It was the fun part. It continues to be the fun part. So yeah, I can't, I can't wait to get into that. Cool. Well, I'll let you get back to it. Sounds great. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks again to Jesse for providing all those wonderful suggestions. My main takeaway from everything that he said, which was a lot, is that you want to form a strong and positive relationship with your county officials and your state officials and really anyone that sits in a seat of power that can make a decision that can affect your dream becoming a reality. Relationships are key. And in the next episode with Jesse, we're going to talk about the relationships that he's able to form with would-be customers. In other words, marketing and advertising. It's something he's been doing for years. He's an expert at it. So I'm, I'm sure there's going to be tons of great advice he's going to be able to provide. I can't wait to talk with him about that. If you'd like to follow along with Jesse's story or Etienne's story or our podcast in general, we'd encourage you to visit us on our website, which is www.glamptuary.com. That is www.glamptuary.com. You can also follow our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Pandora Podcasts, and Stitcher. We don't care where you follow. We just ask that you follow. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you on the next episode.